New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Dr. Robert with you over here. Rev Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Shit. Means it's Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone. Opportunity for us to connect and uh, talk about some of the crazy stuff that's happened in the world this past week uh, and how we might have a new thought perspective on what's happening in the world this week. And Z, you've been out in the country this week dodging dodging thunderstorms and uh, attending all kinds of interesting experiences. Yes. Yes. It's, um, it's been a moment, uh, you know, we went to uh, the CSL conference in Charleston and went to a company meeting in Nashville and, um, great time, very tired. I just flew in and my arms are tired. I had to use a joke. Um, I, I couldn't resist, but yeah, I had some, um, you need That's to grab great... it with a chicken that drops down or something like yes, that. Yeah, of course, of course. But it's great time, great time uh, fellowshipping with uh, other ministers and other uh, new thought practitioners, and uh, it's always good to for my for my job to meet with colleagues and coworkers and and strategize new ways of helping people uh, and and new ways to provide the services we buy. We're in the long term care business. Uh, and so we, we, we enjoy that because it's something that's needed. So I'll get off the commercial soapbox and leave it right there. <laughs> no, but that leads, that leads me to a question that, I, um, that I've heard lately. I can't count how many times in, let's say the past month where I've heard spiritual leaders of various sort kind of griping about the fact that people don't want to come out yet. People still don't want to come out. People that, and I don't know. So I look at the events I've gone to, and they seem pretty full. I look at what's happening in the world of concerts, and they seem pretty full. And so is it just that people don't want to go back to church? <laughs> I, you know, it, I think, you know, and that, 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 that wasn't a theme or something talked about at the conference, but it was some side conversations going on amongst ministers about about that part of the of the uh community if you will and the you know if you look at the numbers year over year the numbers are down right right um and so you know part of the conversation was why obviously right and so 
a lot of reasons. I think we've talked about it before. Part of it is the new way of providing um, information, spiritual information and practices and, and things yeah. to people. The, you know, and, and all that's great. The one thing that is missing that people really uh, value was the being in person there, right? Right. To, to, to have spontaneous things happen, not something that's planned. I'm going to send you a Zoom link, but two o'clock and we're going to meet, right? Well, that's great, but there's no spontaneity. There's no real, you know, something happens and we go into a deep conversation on that thing that just happened that we all witnessed. We all experience, you know, so we got the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual connection to the event gives us a whole new way of communicating. So those things are being missed. And, and you know, part of the uh, one of the things that the minister's council did was try to present this idea to the body that we need to collaborate. Collaboration is key. If we can't collaborate to bring things together to reduce overhead and reach and, and save resources, we're going to be spinning our wheels because no, you know, as the saying goes, no, no person is an island. We need each other. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. It's, um, you just sparked something in my head that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. So we'll put that okay. aside for later. Check, <laughs> remind, remind, me after, remind me in the after show, I got something to share with you about okay. uh, churches and collaboration but yes um, yes it, it, because it does seem like people are so you know just what you're sharing people are willing to go out into the world if they see there's enough value to to do it yes so is and that may be just to be the, the linchpin that a lot of churches are looking at is how do i provide better value mm -hmm. and, and to for people to come out because it seems like the the old you know plop pray and pay model just isn't working any longer. No, well, and you know, uh, one of the things I, I noticed over the couple of days I was gone, I was watching some some news programs, and they were talking about inflation, right, and how much food has gone up, right. Uh, although they say we're not in a we're not in an inflationary recession moment, but but what people are finding, and we, we talked about it offline, you know, you used to be able to, unless you go get a dollar meal at, at Wendy's or something, right? But if you try to get a real meal, that meal that used to cost seven bucks maybe now costs 10 bucks to get a mm -hmm. burger, fries, and drink, right? And so over time, you begin to see that. And people says, even if I do value that, I value this more. And yeah. if I got to make a choice, I'm going to choose to put that value proposition in play over here and not over here. Yeah. I think yep. that has something to do with it. Now, how much, I don't know. And so we, we have to begin, you know, figure out how to do things or else, you know, the communication drops. And speaking of communication drops, what about all that cell phone uh, <laughs> stuff that happened yesterday? There was no communication, uh, <laughs> and and there was no communication. If you were on, with the, if you're on with the satellite on the moon, I mean this communication thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said oh, originally there, that, that there we go. That's what happened. T-Mobile and that Verizon. Must, that must be what happened. 
the lunar lander got in the way of the satellite signal. And the next thing we know, AT&T is offline for the day. There's a conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, they had somewhere. communication <laughs> problems. <laughs> there's a, there's but, a conspiracy theory here somewhere. You know, the interesting thing, it you know, they they they've now said you would you were updating me, said they you were updating that they that they said uh it was software malfunction or something, wasn't cyber or something. Yes. Uh for for those yeah. that are like, what are they talking about? Uh ATT, the, the phone company, cell phone company had problems, had outages yesterday. Uh I was not affected, so I didn't really uh pay that much attention to it to be straight up. However, they said today, I guess uh the FBI got involved and uh people thought it might be a cyber attack and and I think that was a lot of the, the rush to speculate. Now, mm -hmm. AT&T has released a statement that this was simply a process error uh, in, in, a, in a process they were doing to upgrade their network and expand their network uh, that mm -hmm. led to the outage. The fact that it, it was resolved as quickly as it was leads me to believe it was much more likely a software error than a uh, than a cyber attack. Yeah. Number one, AT&T getting permission to pay off a cyber attack that quickly would be tricky. And truthfully, if it was a cyber attack, wouldn't you hold on to them and squeeze and twist for a little while? The, you know, yeah. you, you wouldn't give that up real quick. You'd negotiate out for a, a few days before you took payment just to make sure they understood the the, the severity of the threat, as it were. But, but it reminds, you know, it, yes. it brought up, um, as you and I were talking about uh, beforehand, all of this brings up the fact that we, as a people, have become overly <laughs> dependent on satellite communications, on this mm -hmm. little thing in my hand pinging off a satellite or a tower or both and being able to communicate with whoever, whenever, wherever and mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll tell you, I saw that in Africa uh, in our recent trip there that everybody had a cell phone. Now, how they were using them, I, I'm not entirely sure. And I think many of, uh, especially further afield from the city, they were using them as traditional phones. <clears throat> to speak. Um, I don't think it was all internet access, uh, right. but everywhere we went, there were businesses that were offering charging services for cell phones that were offering, there were cell phone little shacks that were just labeled cyber. And you, you kind of could tell, Hey, if I really needed to, I could probably walk in there, buy a phone and some service and maybe even get back on the internet to home. So we have uh, in many ways really become overly dependent on that device in our hands. Well, you know, and just one last thing while we're on this this communication thing, because it, it really affects everything, right? Um, I was watching a program and it says, you know, do you have a backup plan, right? I.e., do you have a landline, right? Most people have given up the landline because it's an extra cost, right? Um, Maybe, maybe not even be that much, but it's it's still, you know, an extra cost and it's something else to keep up and maintain. But imagine if if communication really went out, like the move that this movie we were talking about, Leave the World Behind, 
it kind of speaks to this. One of the things it highlights is what happens when communication satellites go out. That you know, talking, navigation, uh, you know, the list goes on. Yep. You know, so we couldn't get we couldn't get the election information before the polls closed, which might be a good thing there. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, the, the polls been closed for 20 minutes and they're saying and the projected winner, look, the polls just closed. How can you say that right now? But you know. <laughs> It's 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 interesting. Yes. You know, you bring up the election and I'm going to say it. Um, we both live in Colorado, so I'm sure Z is as much in love with the Colorado vote by mail system as I am. I'll, I'll tell you, Colorado, we've got it figured out. I get a text mm-hmm. message that says your email, your ballot is on the way. Watch out for it. I get a message from the Postal Service that says your ballot's going to be delivered today. Watch for it. My ballot shows up. I open it up. I do what I need to do and uh, sign it, put it in the envelope, take it and drop it off. I drop it off. Mm-hmm. I get a text message that says we got your ballot. Ne- next day, I get a, pe- a text or an email that says we've got your ballot and we're counting your ballot. The day after that, I get a text or an email that says your ballot's been ca- been counted. Thank you so much for being a part of the process this year. Um it, they have made it so incredibly easy. And I got to say, I took pictures. I haven't posted them, but I'm a Democrat. I got the Democrat ballot. I got to vote for Marianne Williamson for president. Unfortunately, yeah, she was on there. And, and it does no harm because we know that Colorado Democrats are going to vote for Joe Biden in the primary. That's pretty much a given. These projections tell us that uh, that he's going to win that vote, which is, again, to me, kind of like, keep your mouth shut till it's done. Let us vote. But it felt yeah. really good to mark that circle for Marianne. Yeah. Um, now, she has suspended her campaign. And so I, I, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, it feels really good to, to see it and to be able to say, hey, we might not be changing the world today that we might not be changing the world of politics this election cycle. Um, but I got an 18 year old who had a chance to vote in this, this primary as well. And that kid's going to continue to vote over years. And I think we're going to continue to see, um, better candidates such as Marianne, uh, in coming years where these ballots aren't just in many ways, this was a waste, you know, there's not a lot of hoo-hoo and voting for the primary sometimes when it's obvious the and to me the Democratic well, Party doesn't want to hear anything other than our guy Joe. You know, one of the good things about yeah, and the internet has been a little spotty here this morning. I don't know if we still have some communication issues going on in the airways but you know one of the good things about seeing candidates and having the young people see them and hopefully begin to vet different people is that when we get people that are locked into the political structures that 
have always been there. The daddy's been there. The granddad's been there, whatever. The ideas outside the bounds, right? The new creative ways of solving problems and 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 moving the country and the world forward don't happen. They kick the same old football around and around in one little circle, and nothing seems to really change that much because it's just a little bit of to and fro. We need someone to come in and, as they say, shake up the apple cart. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, yes, we do. And, uh, yeah, I think you might, you might be on AT&T, Z, today. We do have a little bit of I lag am. happening here. <laughs> so. Yes, um, I am on AT&T. They, they st seem to still be updating their, their network processes. So, but, um, but, you know, we talked about this just briefly before. Um, the episode started, but you bring you bring it back to that in that I believe there ought to be term limits in a lot more places than there are simply for that fact. When you've got mm -hmm. someone that is obviously glitching out leading in the Senate or in the House, it's just too old. It, it's just... To the point, um, I personally think both of our presidential candidates are too old to be serving in the office any longer. And they say, well, you know, it takes that long to build up a coalition and da 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 da. Well, it shouldn't. It, it, if people are 35, Constitution says you got to be 35. Both these guys are twice that age or more. And, um, and they're just. I don't see how they could see with the eyes of innovation or to look forward towards a vision of something. They're so old. They're so stuck in their ways. And if that's multi-generational, oh, damn, man. That, yeah. Right. So we got to get, we got to be able to turn positions over more, more quickly. And, uh, and that leads me to John yeah. Oliver this week. So, uh, for those that know, I love I love last week tonight with John Oliver. That alone is almost enough reason to pay for HBO. I don't because they're too expensive. But uh, HBO did this thing <laughs> where you used to be able to see John Oliver on Monday morning, and I started my week with him. Now they pushed it back, and they don't show the episode on YouTube until Thursday morning, which is kind of like uh, I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy this or not but uh but point being on sunday night this past week john oliver made a really unique offer to supreme court justice clarence thomas now his, his the main story of his episode did uh, focus on the court and on clarence thomas specifically he laid out to us a case where uh it seems pretty obvious clarence doesn't think that supreme court justices make enough money uh, it seems pretty clear that he enjoys his, uh, his motor coach, uh, and that you don't dare call it an RV because it's not an RV, it's a motor coach. And, uh, so at the end of his episode, John offered Clarence Thomas a million dollars a year for life and a brand new provost motor coach if he'll walk away from the Supreme Court. Got a contract ready and everything. Got the lawyers. He even said, he said, you know, my lawyers tell me 
it's a shame that this is legal. <laughs> we could do this. <laughs> but he could legally, he it's all legal. He's offered uh and, and the offer is open for 30 days. I cannot wait to find out if uh if Clarence even recognizes or speaks about the offer or not. But a million a year and a brand new and a brand new motor coach to walk away from your job doesn't sound like a bad idea, is he? No, I, I was gonna say, what do I sign up? I'll take it. I'm not in the Supreme Court, but I'll take I'll take half that deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take five hundred thousand and an RV. Yeah. <laughs> or or I could just give me a good SUV. I'll take that. Or pickup truck. I'll I'll take either one of those. Okay. <laughs> he, he saved a little money right there. But you know, when you think about it, you know, he's complaining about three hundred thousand dollars. That's probably more money than uh, you know, a good I don't know, I don't even want to come up with a percentage but a whole bunch of people more than 70 percent of the people in this country don't make three hundred thousand dollars a year right um and the benefits and he's been getting some real benefits some tad on the crossing the border benefits but uh you know going on the yachts and the trips and the stuff but and the benefits and the benefits for life that these guys i mean it's worth you know it's like they tell you tell the young people when they sign for their new job Make sure you look at your benefits packets, not just your salary, because you want to look at your total compensation packets, because that's that's the real deal. You know, what kind of insurance do you have? What kind of benefits? Da 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 da. Well, three hundred thousand dollars plus all the benefits they get is a lot more than three hundred thousand dollars. True. Yes, it is. Um, I want to bring in our friend Linda. She says, ageism is alive and well. I want to see more young people in office, but recognize that being older doesn't automatically make a person non-functional or a poor thinker. Exactly. I agree with you, Linda. Um, age doesn't disqualify. Uh, and I think we'd love to see younger ideas. And that, and that, and to me, that's exactly what we're talking about here with Clarence Thomas. Yes. It don't matter if the man's 70, 80, or 110. He's been in that seat too long from my perspective. He has been. And when we see career politicians that have been in office, have been in the Senate for 30 years, that those are the types of places where I think, you know, nobody holds a job for 30 years. Not even Jeff Bezos is doing what he did 30 years ago. Not even Elon Musk is doing what he did. We all change the positions. We all change the way we look at things. And, it would appear from our from my perspective that Clarence Thomas specifically has gotten a bit too complacent in his position uh, and is more interested in the vacations and where people are taking him next than really adjudicating the law of this land. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, it it. It speaks to the current structure of society right i think anyway in that you know you mentioned the word complacency people get in positions jobs whatever that's serving their needs and they've done it for a while so now it's 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 like muscle memory so it's easy to do per se um and they don't want to give it up right and i i get it i get it um 
but we have to find out how to make allowances. And now the, the interesting thing is this, you know, we were talking about communications previously. Um, if we start looking at this whole new horizon, if you will, our frontier probably is a better way to say it, of AI. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know what percentage of the population works in the service industry, but most definitely a lot of those positions are going to go away, right? I was in I was in Nashville, and uh, they had a lot of grab and go centers, which were basically full blown grocery stores or, or, or at least Seven Elevens, right? Yep. That you that you that you could you use your credit card to get entrance to the building, so they know who coming in, and you grab whatever you want, and you hit your card again to come out and they you know scan boom boom you're gone now that's a job currently that several people hold at you know at different centers yeah that's going to reduce right yeah because as 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 they get the security better as they and as they get the uh um i saw one recently for a, a pizza franchise that is um a pizza franchise that is uh, completely computer operated, robot mm. operated. Mm. Like the old car factory. Boom. Yep. All inside a big box and you hit boom, 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 boom on the keypad. And it again, it takes your credit card and then you watch the robot make your pizza and it slides your pizza into an oven. And the other end, there's a different robot that picks up your pizza, puts it on a box, slices it up and shoves it through a, pla a plexiglass wall to you sitting there waiting for it yeah yeah and um and yes i agree that type of innovation in some cases concerns me um because that's that's a few jobs yeah 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 multiply multiply that by the average staff in a pizza shop okay average yeah. pizza shop has four to five people right between yep. the between a couple of cashiers, a couple of people making a dough at the top. So you multiply the number of pizza shop in one city, right? Yeah. Not we're not we are not even talking about the state. We're talking about one city. There's a bunch of jobs that are there. Now, you know, back back 40 years ago, 50 years ago, right? When you look at the commentary of computers in society. This was supposed to be an advent, this thing that's happening right now, 40, 50 years later, of AI and robotics and everyday life, was supposed to prepare humans to have a more productive life. Kind of like, I don't know, there's a, there was a computer process program that we had, uh, a question we had in, in, in school on the dining philosopher, where, you know, you got plates and you got the philosophers and you need two, two forks to eat. And there was this whole thing of processing time, right? And so, one of the one of the solutions they said, well, when AI comes, it'll release some of the process. Well, and people should live better. But if they don't have skills, how are they going to get paid? If they if they're not if the education is so high, you can't afford it. It begets, you know, trade schools are coming back, but they're not fully back, and they right. still have a stigma that that we placed on it. Uh, but there's basically they're entrepreneurs, right? And and that's the whole spirit of the U.S., right? Entrepreneurial spirit. So yeah. we got a lot of work to do in that regard, I think. 
I, I'm with you there too, because we we say that AI is going to make life easier, but we're not finding ways for people to actually have the currency that's going to be necessary to live a life of leisure. Yes. And most of us, and yeah, if, if you're, if you've been making a million a year for the past number of years, you might have enough to let AI take over your job and sit back and sign a report once a week that says the AI did my job. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, I, I think we're a long way away from it all. Um, and right now it seems like AI is still more of a toy. Now I know it's not, and I know there mm -hmm. are real implications happening out there and there are people that are doing some heavy duty lifting with, with AI. Um, I just saw a piece on, uh, James Freeman YouTube and he's a undercover kind of journalist and tries to get people, you know, hidden camera stuff. And he's got an IRS, uh, agent on hidden camera saying that the government, the justice department has an AI program that can look at anybody's bank account in the U S. Right. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doubting it. Um, it's interesting in this uh, undercover sting interview, this guy also brags that it's really hard to get fired from the government. And I'm sure everybody that's watched the video is going, yeah, you're going to like those words when your boss calls you in next. This video is only a couple of days old at this point. So, you know, he may be in his, in his boss's office today trying to answer that question of why he shouldn't be fired from the government. Uh, but but the, the, the world, the landscape is changing. And, and I think that's part of why new thought is so important right now. Yes. It's been said for years. You've heard this ad nauseum as I have that we're the best kept secret in the, in the world. And um, I actually have footage of a up and coming practitioner saying that at the parliament last year, we're still the best kept secret. And, and those in leadership around new thought know that we can't remain that way and actually affect change on the planet. And that was one of the statements that one of the, one of the uh, speakers, I forget who it was, Mick, it may have been Stacy, but, uh, you know, we don't want it to be a best kept secret. We want it to be worldwide and available to everyone to have a new thought, a new way of looking, a new way of operating in the world that the whole premise is to create a world that works for all. Yeah. Not just me. No. <laughs> Not just my my buddies and my, and my little everybody uses the word tribe these days and I'm tired of it, but that's yeah. the point is it's not about just doing this for my tribe. Yeah. We have to be bigger and yeah. we have to be more in the world and, and affecting the world by being involved in these types of conversations, by being involved in all these conversations, politics, yeah. guns, economics, healthcare, um, Everywhere we look, food services, you know, I looked it up. 80% of U.S. workers currently are identified as some sort of service worker. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Right? Now, imagine that's going to that in in I would I would say in 10 years, 15 years for sure. A lot of those jobs that are, are service jobs will be reduced significantly 
by computer AI technology uh, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we have, again, we have an opportunity, I believe, as new thoughters to influence the future conversations in all these areas. Yes. 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 We, I mean, we have to, right? Yep. If, if, if we're, if we're going to, if we're going to, uh, create this world that works for all, but with the best kept secret, uh, then we got a problem, right? Because, <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know, everybody ain't thinking about a world for all. A lot of people think about a world for me, i.e. themselves, you know? Yep. You know, and Linda makes a good point. We can't make AI go away. However, choose people. And um, I forget where I heard this recently, but, you know, for the longest time, I love the convenience of self-checkout. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to stand around in line and look at the magazine covers in the supermarket. Yep. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to sit, stand in line and then chit chat about nothingness and, and such. So I like the, the self checkouts. Um, however, more and more I'm starting to recognize for me, it, it is a statement to say, okay, I'm going to stand in line today mm -hmm. because I value that there is a job here for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I value people more than I value my own comfort. Yeah. And, and, and you just caused this idea to pop into my head with that, with that statement in that additionally, when I choose to stand in the self-checkout line, right i'm solely focused on me right yep and the only time i'm going to talk to somebody is if that machine ain't working right and i got to call the attendant it didn't give me my discount or it won't scan this thing but again it begins to put us in a bubble right yeah if i'm in the line it may take me five minutes more for the person to get their stuff but you know hey how you doing oh how's your day you know that there, there's there's some frivolous conversation in a lot of ways that goes on, but we know that when people have conversations that are, 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 are um, uh, stimulating in a positive way, it affects the body in a positive way or vice versa. Right. And so, so then we begin to say, okay, well, maybe I'll do half and half. I'll do some on the self checkout of from Russian, da, 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 but if I, you know, and I may get to know the, the cashier. I mean, I, I at my local King uh, Safeway, I know the cashier. I know his kids. He knows my not personally, but we've talked about them and what they're doing and how their jobs are going, and you know. And so we yep. have a tacit relationship that wouldn't have happened, right? And you never know when that when that man's going to turn and ask you for advice on something important. Something mm -hmm. more important than just family, something big in the world. And, and it leads to a deeper conversation and that leads to yep. a deeper relationship. And in my opinion, that leads to one more person realizing that new thought is a, is a philosophy of faith and a way of life yes. that can lead us forward. Uh, and it is leading us forward. And the key thing you said there is a way of life, right? I, I, 
as a minister, I can't say I, 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 I'm I'm getting uh, fill of the word faith, right? Mm. Because that's the cornerstone of the of of of, of religions and philosophical and ideological uh, pursuits. But you can't have a way of life without having those things, right? Because they are encapsulated. I have faith that I have this way of life. It will be successful. I, I, this ideology will give me good positions and whatever, right? And I think if we we start using the word way of life more, with with an implication that faith and philosophy and all that other stuff is what makes up a way of life, we can yeah. have a more because. Quite frankly, when we talk, the moment you say faith, then, you know, we try to get away from religion and say faith, and then we go to spirituality. The moment you say that now to a lot of people, bing, yep. the visor closes and they're not taking anything you say in. That's that compartmentalizing again, because they hear faith and they say, I've already got mine. I don't need yours. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know about yours. I've got mine. If I wanted to know about yours, I'd be pushing mine on you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and yeah, you're right. It, it, it languaging. Languaging. And uh, you know, all right, we're already in overtime, so we ain't going all the way down this rabbit hole. But no, a lot no. of that stems from previous abuse, from previous miscommunications, um, from all the the various forms of religious trauma and whatever we want to call it and mm -hmm. it comes from generations of that that now are people have just seen they've seen that light oh, they've seen and they've seen the darkness enough to say i don't want to go anywhere near that mm -hmm. if i go mm -hmm. near that next thing you know i'm drinking the kool-aid or i'm spending 20 hours a week chanting and giving you all my money or whatever, whatever, whatever. So many people have that preconceived notion when they hear certain words that without a whole new language, which I don't think is going to happen, we're left in that place of saying, okay, how do I communicate this without lecturing you without beating you over the head with it and really the only way to do that is to show up in your community and live this philosophy yes. day by day moment by moment until somebody says man i don't know what it is about you but i want what you've got yeah oh yeah. okay now now i can now we can have a real conversation right yeah and and that comes from i think or uh, if not all but partly comes from uh the whole other term that's getting wore out is authentic, right? Yeah. That's the other term that's just been beat to death and people are, oh God, here we go. They got authentic. I know what's coming after that, right? <laughs> uh, and and nothing here's wrong what, with- here's, Here it is. Here's what authentic looks like. <laughs> here, here's the rules to be authentic. <laughs> and, you know, we, 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 we have to figure out a way to um, allow these things to be lived and observed and be effective enough that someone comes and says, I'm interested. Or uh, even if they're not interested, I'm curious. What is it that you do? What is it that you practice? What, what are your cornerstones of, of success and, 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 
relationship building and so forth because that's what everyone is looking for not yeah. things they're looking for relationships that are positive that are uplifting that are disciplined that that are that are are, are willing to to put themselves out there and say you know what you did last day yesterday yeah that was wrong right and but i'm still here for you but what you did was wrong or what you did was outstanding and i don't know if anybody told you about it but i'm gonna tell you right yep yep and we we, we keep praying <laughs> we keep praying and and, and and we keep living, right? So mm -hmm. we're back. We're, mm -hmm. Here's where we're going to wrap up today, folks. Holmes said it this way, treat and move your feet. Uh, he was talking about using spiritual mind treatment as we describe as affirmative prayer. And I want to get into all that, but pray your prayer. Whatever your prayer is, pray your prayer, but then go out and live that. Walk that prayer. Be that example in the world. If you, if, if you're, if you need more, if you want people to give you more money, you got to be the type of person that gives money. If you want to experience more compassion in your life, you got to be the type of person that shares that compassion. So we got, we got to do our prayer work, but we got to let our feet follow that prayer work yes. and do the real work of showing up in the world. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, then that's where we're going to leave it. Thanks for joining us here today on a Friday morning. This has been Ministers Talking Shit. Uh, on behalf of my brother, Elzia, and myself, we want to thank you for being with us. We'll be back again next Friday. Uh, and please do remember here on the New Thought Media Network, we got a full day of broadcasting, uh, including me at 5 o'clock with the good news. I haven't, I, I've skipped like the last four weeks of doing the good news. There's been people subbing for me left and right, and I love it, but I'm back and I got a whole great collection of good news stories for you for this evening. So we invite you to join us for that uh, throughout the day as well, all the regular programming. So Z, good seeing you, my friend. Yes, yes. We'll catch up and uh, I, I'm going to get some sleep. Uh, this evening, I got a full day of work today, but after that, I'm getting some sleep. I, I got when I just realized I, I got uh, conversation. You're Here's on your conversation tomorrow. Yep. Z will be with us tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Time for the Saturday morning Science of Mind and Spirit Conversation Series. So, uh, you'll, you'll get enough sleep. I know yes. you. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for being with us. We love you. Until next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.